leaving him prey to debilitating aches and fevers, and a rheumatic complaint, so severe at times that he was hardly able to raise my hand to my head or turn myself in bed. Yet in 1787, Washington donned his best breeches and frock coat, powdered his hair, and pushed his body to serve his country again this time as the indispensable president of a constitutional convention in the sweltering Philadelphia summer. In the span of just over a hundred days, the delegates created a radically new frame of government powerful enough to protect and preserve their fledgling republic, but one with enough checks and balances to safeguard against the tyranny that Americans had endured under British rule. These learned but pragmatic politicians heeded the warning of John Adams that men are not only ambitious, but their ambition is unbounded. They are not only avaricious, but their avarice is insatiable. Therefore, it is necessary to place checks upon them all. The framers adopted impeachment as a necessary check against tyranny. Shall any man be above justice? asked the influential Virginia delegate George Mason. He warned that it is the president who can commit the most extensive injustice. Although they agreed on the need for impeachment, the delegates struggled with defining the grounds for indicting and removing federal officials. During the convention debates, to specify the criteria for removing a president, delegates used such disparate terms as great crimes malpractice or neglect of duty, corruption, incapacity, negligence, and maladministration. They finally cast their vote for high crimes and misdemeanors against the state, then dropped the state qualifier, which both broadened and obfuscated the meaning of the impeachment. Politics Without Crime In the election of 1800, After one of the nastiest campaigns in U.S. history, the nation experienced its first political upheaval when the Democratic-Republican Thomas Jefferson defeated the Federalist incumbent president, John Adams. Federalists attacked Jefferson for his alleged atheism, radicalism, and lack of moral standards. One propagandist warned that with Jefferson as president, murder, robbery, rape, Adultery and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. The Jeffersonians fought back, charging Adams with scheming to extinguish the Republic by marrying one of his sons to the daughter of the King of England and reestablishing British rule over America. During this interregnum, John Adams pushed through the Judiciary Act of 1801, infuriating the victorious opponents. The act created 16 new circuit court judgeships and reduced the size of the Supreme Court from six to five, thereby depriving Jefferson of an appointment. In the 19 waning days of his presidency, Adams appointed so-called midnight judges to these new circuit court positions. When Oliver Ellsworth, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and an Adams Loyalist, conveniently retired, 
Adams was quick to appoint the staunch Federalist John Marshall as his replacement. Marshall served as Chief Justice for more than 30 years. Jefferson and his new partisan majority in Congress repealed the Judiciary Act and turned to impeachment for rectifying what they decried as the Federalists' packing of the courts. They carefully picked as their first target the elderly Federalist District Court Judge John Pickering, whose advanced dementia and alcoholism led to erratic and sometimes bizarre behavior on the bench. The impeachment of one of many federal trial judges may not amount to very much, but Jefferson and his allies in Congress targeted Pickering as part of a larger plan to breach the separation of powers and place the constitutionally independent judiciary under the heel of the president and his party. Ironically, it was Thomas Jefferson who famously had written in his notes on the...